This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ the Big Guy. Hey, it's Russ the Big Guy, and welcome. This is a bonus episode. Uh, This is one of our midweek special bonus episodes. We're going to have a series of these, and it's something special for you, our listener. We are bringing marketing and advertising people on to help you, the small business owner, aspiring entrepreneur. You know, one of the things I hear a lot, and I've experienced is being able to really connect with a potential customer, to be able to get our product or service into their hands, right? To be able to share a passion with people, that's what we're all about. We're going to give you several tangible, actionable items that you could possibly use, and they're things that are working for other people right now. So they're not going to be pie in the sky. They're not going to be possible wishy-washy things that may or may not work. They're not going to be just the the trendy buzzwords. They're going to be actionable items that you can put into practice. And uh, over over the period of weeks to come uh, with our guests, each offering at least three tangible and actionable items, I hope that this brings some real value to you and uh, will help you take the next step in your business. So today, I would like to welcome the owner of On Trend, Kirsten Carbone. Hi, Kirsten. Hi. How are you? I'm nice awesome. You. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. My to- pleasure. Now, it was my pleasure to be- meet you on one of our uh, networking events here that actually is local uh, to us, and you are a couple states away, which is awesome, like, you know, digital and uh, virtual happenings uh, as a result of the pandemic have uh, skyrocketed. So we've all embraced the technology now, whether we like it or not. And it's great to be, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) I know some some people are zoomed out, um, but it's not going to go away. And there are other services that have started now too. So tell us briefly what you're up to with your business and tell me maybe like who your typical customer might be. Sure. Uh, Well, I'll I'll first say that the uh, virtual world has really opened things up for um, so many people. I've I've made great friends uh, through all of this, and I would never have met you if it weren't for it. Yeah, I'm the owner of uh, On Trend, and I have a marketing business that I've owned for nine years now. I'll be going on to years uh, in December. I specialize in content marketing for my clients and uh, I love to talk about all things content marketing. And today I'm going to uh, tell you about three great things that you can do just to get started um, to to attract the right clients to you. Okay. So before you go any further, I want you to, maybe you can explain two things for, for our listeners, right? One might be like, who is your typical or, or maybe your avatar, your target market person for your company? And then uh, secondly, can you briefly explain what content marketing is for those that may not know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Content marketing is basically, and and it shouldn't be confused with copywriting. That is a, that's a a whole different thing. A lot of people uh, throw the two terms around, but they're, um, they're actually very different. Content marketing is really about offering free regular content that provides value to your uh, potential customer or, or client. Uh, by informing or educating or getting conversations start, uh, started in the case of social media. And it's, it's by building, it, it's building community basically and earning the trust of your client or customer through providing consistent value to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. And who is your, who yeah. is your typical customer? 
Uh, I don't, I don't have one. Uh, I work with a lot of different, let's say this, I am definitely in the small business um, realm. Okay. Uh, I work with uh, solo entrepreneurs uh, and I work a lot with small with uh, small businesses. Um, I'm particularly interested in the um, health and wellness and nutrition realm, but I work with all kinds of people. Okay. So you are applicable across industries. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. But specializing in small business. Great. Now, a couple of the things that you offer are blogs and newsletters. So tell me, how, how does that develop? Like, how do you offer that service for someone if, um, you know, if let's say they're in, I don't know, let's say they build uh, uh, tractors. You're not, a, you're, not in the, you're not in the industry of tractor, right? So, or tractors and farm machinery. So like, how, do you suppo- how do you help people with that? Or maybe you don't. Maybe that's, that's really interesting that you say that because I do have... Uh, two clients right now. Uh, it, uh, actually, I should say two businesses. One client, uh, and uh, one is he um, he installs and repairs and maintains gutters, and the other one is drywall. So I maintain uh, blogs. Just getting started with the second one, but um, I maintain the blog for the. Um, the gutter client that I have. Um, the business name is the gutter specialist. And, um, I do, I do my research. I just check out, um, a ton of different websites and really pull together content. You know, I, I get the ideas in my mind ahead of time, and then I will, um, flesh them out by pulling pieces of information from different sources and also talking to him too with his expertise. Okay. So someone doesn't have to worry if they're, like I said, if they're into tractors or, uh, you know, they got a specific medical device that they want, that they're, uh, marketing or whatever. So you do the research, you, you go to industry sources and then do you actually do the writing for them or do you help, do you help them with an outline and they write or what kind of what's the I process? Do. I do the research and I do the writing. Okay. Well, that's a super skill right there. Yeah. That's not, you know, people think, well, it's pretty easy to write, put something together, but actually it's, I found it to be quite uh, difficult because I, well, for one thing, I, I'm very concise, I guess, with my writing or at least in my mind. And I don't really know how to elaborate and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Uh, and I also, I think it's not for everyone. I also find that I, that I write backwards. So if I go back into edit, I found out that the last pieces should have been first and the first pieces should have been last and such. So I, I, I def- that's okay. That's all part of process. Yeah, definitely a challenge for me. Okay. So, all right, let's get into the meat. All right. One of the critical things is, uh, to get those customers to be able to communicate with, uh, your prospects, your potential customers to be able to share whatever you have. Uh, and we have so many amazing business owners, so many amazing products and services. They really deserve to be uh, exposed and, you know, and their potential customers really deserve to uh, to get the benefits and the value from it. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to help them out now, Kirsten. All right. All right. Take it away. My um, first recommendation is to define your value statement. So what does that mean? Um in the marketing world, they throw this uh, word around a lot uh, or the term value proposition, which, and I'm going to try not to use jargon here because I want to make it really simple and straightforward for any business owner, um, whether you're just starting out or you're seasoned, um, this will be understandable. So uh, 
defining your your value statement is is basically really determining and getting really clear in your mind what is your value what are you delivering to your potential customer or client so you know in the case of pro- it can be different with the, with products and different with services but who is your market and who is your ideal client so really honing in on that really determining what that is and this is not an elevator speech this is different this is this is not that at all this you know a lot of people are taught to um you know when you're networking or and so forth to come up with your you know one minute speech or your two or three sentences of, of what you say to people yes you can let people know what, what it is that you do or sell but um so what you know there's a zillion others out there that do the same thing what makes you different what sets you apart and part of this is knowing exactly why you do what you do and being able to express it. So that's what's going to set you apart from others. Um, it, it's really, it's really maybe getting in touch with your passion, getting in touch with what drove you to start this business in the first place, and letting that passion come through in what you say to others. Where the elevator speech part comes in is you want to edit yourself, right? You want to be able to say it quickly. You don't want to bore someone for, you know, six, seven, 10 minutes about what it is you do. You want to say it concisely, but let's get that passion in there and let people really know what it is you're doing and what's driving you. It's what people will connect with and it's what they'll remember. Tip number one, get that clearly defined and then remember it every time you connect with a potential uh, customer. Super. Okay. And then tip number two is to establish trust. So you want to show that you provide the quality product or service the customer or client is expecting. So one great way to do that is to gather up all that social proof, right? So you are definitely, definitely want to ask every positive customer or client experience, um, ask that, that customer or client for a review. You're going to want to get reviews on, on Google and you're going to want to get reviews on LinkedIn. My recommendation is not to ask for a review for your website because what you can do is take that review from Google or LinkedIn and copy it, paste it into your website. Have a dedicated page for that. Go for the Google review or the LinkedIn review first. To do a LinkedIn review, of course, you have to connect with them. You have to be a connection first. And then you can go to their profile and there's this, um, there's a tab there where you can actually ask for a, re- a review. Um, and then Google, you can email them the link to your Google business listing. That's provided in your dashboard and it's pretty easy to find. I um, really recommend that. But what's going to happen when um, potential prospects come to your website is they're going to look for that social proof. And that can also come in the form of social media too. So people will check out your social media. So if you're going to engage in that, I highly recommend choosing one or two that you think you'll stick with and really working them 
So consistently posting, um, engaging with others, engaging with your ideal clients' accounts, finding those ideal clients, and then following them and then interacting with them. And then maybe you get a follow back and that's how you build your following. And uh, do that consistently um, because you want when people click into your social media that they see, oh, wow, you know, they have a lot of content here. A lot of people like them. They seem to be doing well. I like what they post, um, that sort of thing. So that that's another form of social proof. All right. I got a quick question for you. Sure. All right. So I've been contacted through, let's just use LinkedIn for an example. I've been contacted mm-hmm. through LinkedIn by people who are offering different types of services. A lot of times since they see that I offer coaching, they are, uh, oh, they're, they're going to supply me with, you know, X number of contacts and help me gain another $10,000 a week, blah, blah, blah. They're able to connect me with a gazillion people. But when I look at their posts, there's one like and no engagement or, you know, two people engaged. If I go to their profile and I look to see what they've actually posted, it is almost nothing or everything is just uh, shared. Like they took other people's content and just shared it, shared it, shared it. So my question, I guess, is should that be a warning to me that those people are posers or is there a logical reason why that's happening? Should I just look at a different platform and and see that they're legit? Yeah. So the short answer is yes, I would probably avoid that marketer because they um, are not walking the talk. I mean, if you want to be someone who is... um, writing blogs for people, have your own blog. If you want to be doing newsletters for people, have your own newsletter. Have your ability to show people what you can do readily available to them by either presenting your a, a portfolio or letting them uh, go to your website and so forth. So okay. yeah, I would, I would I would be careful about that. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of establishing trust, I'll offer one more uh, piece, which is, you know, to, to show expertise, uh, expertise rather, and bring value um, by establishing uh, credibility. So you can do things by like offering to speak at local events and utilizing the strategies in my next tip, which brings me to tip number three. Create a content marketing strategy. So we talked a little bit about content marketing at the beginning of this podcast. Um, But you really need a marketing system. It's really important. So you need a system that you will use consistently. Um, So you're going to want to choose activities that you like and and you'll consistently stay with week after week, month after month. Think of it as sort of like a pet. You need, or you know, did you say? Did you say a pet? A pet or a plant? You you need to, you need to take care of the pet. You can't just pets are not just in the house to you know look at and enjoy and 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 cuddle with. You need to take care of them, right? Or you need to, if you have a plant, you need to water it consistently. Think of it as that. I mean, it's a commitment that you stay with. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I have, I've never heard it described that way before. Marketing is, you know, integral to any business. It really is. And if you're not marketing, then you're really, really lucky because you're getting some kind of organic growth 
which may or may not last. Most businesses need to market and they need to do it consistently. My advice is to uh, choose activities that you enjoy doing or at least like enough to, to do so that you will always do them. You'll stay with them. Right. For, if, for an example, like uh, what's an example of something that someone might like um, to do? Start a blog, you know, oh, okay. and, and just write consistently or, yeah. uh, or send out um, email newsletters. Um, and this is another example of content marketing where you're providing value. You're, you're showing expertise, you're, you're teaching, you're, educating, you're informing, you're letting people know a lot about what you do um, in a very, you know, just sort of natural way that also, by the way, establishes expertise because it's showing what you know and what you can do to help people, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. So would the same thing go for social media? Just like pick one, pick one that you like, yes. one uh, social media network, one platform that you like to be active on and then concentrate on that uh, rather than spread yourself too thin? 100%. I always recommend to new business owners, even established ones that are just started with social media, pick one or two and try to make that choice based on your level of enjoyment by being on them. But also is that platform where your people are, where your ideal client is. So, you know, base your choice on that um, and then really do it well. So stick with it and do it consistently and build that following. And then if you really get the hang of it and you like it and you want to bring in another platform, go for it. But try to do the one or two really well. Also networking, just staying in touch with people on a one-on-one basis. That is that is so valuable. I mean, your friends and your family are great sources of referral for you. And just keeping in touch with them, keeping yourself top of mind with them is going to really go a long way in terms of of, of finding business, finding clients. Do you have an example of maybe a success story, a client success story that you could uh, briefly outline and maybe give us an idea of some of the things that were done right that worked well? Oh, sure. Um, One client for eight years in the um, food specialty business. And I connected with him pretty shortly after he just opened his doors. Yeah. And uh, the growth over the years was fantastic. And these were simple strategies that we did consistently every month, every, every year for years. And they were very simple. Social media, um, a monthly email newsletter, and a blog. They were very effective. Uh, in, in the case of this particular client, he wrote his own blog. Um, he wrote his own articles. I edited them and I put them up on his website for him. In the case of my uh, gutter specialist uh, client, he's doing so well right now. I started with him in December, but he told me that his phone is, is ringing off the hook right now. And we are doing simple strategies. Uh, I'm keeping his uh, Google business listing updated. I'm um, managing his reviews. We've posted, uh, we've published a reviews page on his website. I'm managing a blog for him and I'm doing um, social media for him and it's really working. And now we're, we're using the same strategies with the drywall business. So in, in the case of um, 
of content marketing through email, I want to sort of clarify the difference, uh, the differences in, in, in different types of email marketing. Content marketing through email is not the same as throwing lots of mind-numbing promotion there, right? To clutter people's inboxes. It really is about providing value for the prospect. So you, you again, are providing educational and informational um, content um, consistently to their inbox or you're solving problems or both so that people know that when they um, when they open your your email, there's something of value in it for them. Yeah. Can you give me a couple examples of those educational emails? So in the case of the gutter specialist, uh, I'm basically only doing seasonal emails for him, reminding them that their uh, gutters need to be cleaned, which people love to be reminded of because it's not something people typically think of. Uh, but I also point them to the blog where the inf- there's a lot of information on the blog um, regarding um, home improvement projects that actually bring um, value to your home, um, dealing with gutter repairs, different types of things like that. But um, it's, it's just giving them valuable information. Um, I have a nutritionist uh, client that I have uh, sent um, emails out for. And in the case of that, I mean, that's pretty clear. There's a lot of nutritional content in there. All right. Understood. Well, that sounds great. Well, it looks like we have some uh, good information for our potential business owners or our small business owners, some things that they can uh, hop on right away. And in terms of your services, now I imagine depending on what you do would depend on the cost, but is there a range that you could say like, what is, uh, you know, for one ser- one basic service, is it, uh, is it a one-time thing or do you, ha- do you sign a contract or a retainer over a period of time? And then, um, and then maybe the range up to like your client where you're all in every day, you know, for year after year, kind of what's, what's the range that a business person might expect? Uh, well, I'm, I like to work monthly um, with monthly retainer, but I will work hourly as well. Uh, depends on it. Really depends on the client and the client's needs. I work with all budgets. Okay. I don't believe that anyone should um, lose their shirt on a new business over marketing. So, okay. So, <laughs> so trying to keep it affordable. Right. So, um, should a small business owner who is putting together the financials for his launch or her launch? Um, should they be say, should they be putting a couple hundred dollars in there or a couple thousand dollars, or are we talking about 10, 20, 30,000 or a hundred thousand or, you know, what on a yearly basis? Well, what, yeah, whatever, just kind of just, I'm looking for some kind of a guide to help them present themselves in a more professional and more consistent way. Uh, If you're talking about a yearly basis, I would say I work with all budgets, so I can work by the package, but I usually work by the hour, but an example of a couple of monthly packages would be um, updating your Google listing, managing your blog, uh, managing your newsletter, and managing your social media for a set amount of hours per month, four to six hours um, a month to start, and, and then it can go up from there. But if you can only, you know, afford two or three, two or three is better than nothing, Yeah, you know? And a lot of these strategies, I will point out, they're all, as long as the business owner has time and the inclination to do them, that's important. So, you know, again, it's like watering a plant. You can't forget. You have to do it. 
And if you don't think you will, then yes, I, I recommend outsourcing. I understand. So it's really pretty affordable, really. If you're talking about someone having three to $500 a month to invest in something that's so important, I think that that's probably, that's a great place to start at least, right? I, I would think so. Yeah. It's, it's going to get your brand out there. It's going to get your name yeah. going and, and in, is, in a more visible way. Yeah. Per- perfect. And is there a way that you suggest that someone gets started with you? I mean, do you want them to, should they just contact you and, and maybe discuss what, what they have going on and, and take it from there? Do you have sort of a lead generation tool? Is there something that people could uh, request that might uh, provide their contact information and then provide some value for them? You know, I'm actually working on a lead magnet right now. It's funny you say that. Uh, But right now you can go to my website, ontrendllc.co. So that's .co. There's no M. Yeah. And uh, once you're there, you can uh, set up a, a meeting with me. I offer a half hour consultation at no cost and I call it a discovery and it's an opportunity for me to get to know you and your business and you to get to know me and see if we're a good fit for each other. And then uh, talk about the different strategies that you can work on and then from there, uh, decide whether uh, we want to uh, move forward and, and set up a plan. That sounds great, Kirsten. Yeah, thank you very much. Is there anything you want to add before we uh, end? I did want to mention one other thing if we have time for it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I want everyone to remember that their own cultivated contact list is their unique intellectual property and no one else has it. So it's something that you cultivate yourself and it's it, it's it's proprietary to you and it's valuable. So treat it with the value it deserves. Every time you collect a, an email address or um, information from you know a potential client, whether it's a phone number or an email address, that enables you to continue to contact them and to continue to really market to them. So that's important and create a CRM system. And it can be very simple. It can be um, as easy as a notebook or Excel spreadsheet. And there's more complicated ones on the market up there. You don't need to, you don't need to do that to start, but really get that um, contact list going. All right. That sounds great. I've heard some horror stories of people who did not have an email list or any way to contact all the people they're interacting with where they had a, a, a group get shut down or they got locked out of it somehow or the platform uh, kick them off. And so <laughs> I think probably what you're saying is great, you know, get those emails and keep that list because it belongs to you. And, uh, you yes. know, unless they outlaw, That's exactly what I'm saying. yeah, unless they outlaw emails, you know, at least you'll, at least you'll be able to contact people. <laughs> yes. They may not uh, read your email, but at least it's getting in their inbox, right? For sure. And that's branding right there. All right. Well, that does it for today. I want to thank everybody for listening and hopefully that we provide some value. And that's sort of a buzzword lately, providing value, but that is what we actually want to do. We're doing our best to make that happen. Kirsten, thank you very much for providing all this information today and for your valuable time. We'll connect again on uh, one of the, uh, one of the networking uh, events. So thank you very much, Russ. Thanks for having me. That was my pleasure. All right, we're out. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. 
you might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode, and it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So, please subscribe. It will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests, or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.